It's Erin and Meg and welcome back to this week's episode of the Love You Mean It podcast. This week we're talking all about cancel culture. Ooh, Ooh, Hot topic right now. We've been on our friend Camila's podcast before. It's called My Point of View podcast and we talked about cancel culture on there. I can try and link the episode down below for you guys. Today we're going to be doing a whole episode all about cancel culture on our podcast in memory of, I mean, I, got, I guess not in memory, in celebration of... Andrew Cuomo stepping down as New York governor. See ya! We'll get more into that later. But, you know, we're just going to do a little bit of housekeeping. So, if you're not following us on Instagram, you're an idiot. Stop listening to this episode right now. Go bang your head against the wall. Bang my um, head against the wall! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> low-key good oh you guys know what i'm talking about it really does yeah but it's at love you media podcast and we post you know funny cute sometimes. shit on there sometimes if you tap the link in our bio it brings you everywhere you would ever need to go you could listen to our podcast on a variety of streaming platforms you can donate to social causes you can donate to the podcast. Yeah, wink. If you want to. Um, you can also give us five stars. There's a link to give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Please, for the love of God, if you have not done that, we would really appreciate please, it. Please, please, please. It means the world. Tell your friend about us. Tell your mom. Tell your coworker. Tell your dog, your cat, whoever. It really helps. So thank you. Also, don't forget that if you guys didn't know, every single month, every first Thursday of the month, where you're doing a book club. So it's called Love You Read It. We did Then She Was Gone in June. We did Cersei in July. And August pick is my pick. Erin is speaking. It's my pick. And I chose Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid. I'm low-key kind of scared but because I've heard like kind of mixed things. I really want Meg to read The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo if anybody's read that because that is just such a cult classic. I kind of want to pick a shitty book so I that know, we like, can just I like want, rip it apart. Like, I want a book to be bad. Like I want a book to be like a three so that like i can finish it yeah. but like i also have some criticisms i think yeah. that would be ideal no because then she was gone we rated it like a 4.5 cersei was a five combined like okay we need something bad i know like uh i listened to the redheads book club which is where our book club comes heavily like inspired by but the episode today it was i was literally cackling i'm also reading the book so i get what they're talking about but it was so funny because like two of them were like this is the best book ever and two of them were like what the fuck and gave it like twos and we're like this is awful <laughs> and like i just love like kind of arguing like that so if you guys have any ba- like books that you hate let us know yeah um maybe we'll do a hate review love one you time. hate it love you hate it yeah that's hate a good it, one read it you know what i mean whatever yeah but without further ado i guess we'll get into this episode so we're going to start off with everybody's favorite segment and as always meg's going to share it with you like what it is with you guys if in case you guys are new here yeah so if you're new here welcome besties hello if you are a return listener welcome besties we're so happy to have you guys you know this is the love you need a podcast so we always like to talk about what we're loving but we also talk about what we're hating and we always get the negative shit out of the way first so what i'm hating this week actually what we're both hating this week is um it's kind of hard to explain so it's hitting really close to home literally yeah if you guys don't know um we live in connecticut specifically new haven and you know like 
it's known for its pizza like we have really like historic pizzas from like the 20s and 30s like family-owned businesses it's been said to be the best pizza in the u.s so that's like pretty exciting and we live pretty close which is cool but every single night literally without fail rain or shine there are lines to get in and you can't make reservations it's first come first serve and i literally waited like an hour before to like get the pizza and like i live a five minute walk away yeah so it's just frustrating that like we could never go there i don't know if you want to tell the story no but i don't know it's just like cool to see that like barstool and stuff like post that sally's which is like around the corner from us is like one of the best pizza places ever but like last night we had our friend ariel over shout out ariel if you're listening and we went to go to sally's and she's never been before meg's been a few times i've only been once and so i was really excited too like last month ariel came we tried to go with my friend like our friend lizzie and it was like a three-hour wait so we were like no i tried to go before with my dad like four-hour wait i was like no we tried to go last night and we we got there and i was like damn there's like not a lot of people sat down like we're gonna sit down super easy like it's gonna be nice and we get up and we're like oh Oh, like table for three and it was like 7 30 and she was like oh yeah we're not seating any people anymore we're doing a, a private movie screening at nine so like you can leave and come back at nine and then pay the 20 dollar entry fee and then pay your food on top of it and we were like oh what's the movie and they were like oh we don't know and there's also a heat wave right now so we walked all the way there we were sweating it's like 90 degrees ready to sit down and just eat pizza we were also starving and they were like yeah actually like we don't have anything and so we went down the whole street trying to find somewhere and every place was like had a wait and it was a wednesday night like it was so annoying and so we just ended up driving somewhere and then going to like another restaurant nearby like driving distance but it was just really annoying no like it ended up still being good but like it's just so frustrating that like we've tried to go multiple times yeah. and it just doesn't like work out like so. i know they're opening another sally's in stanford so I like maybe that. that will drive some of the traffic away yeah i don't know i'm over it though yeah but what are you loving this week meg what i'm loving this week is another local gem i guess so if you're in the Pennsylvania area, you should definitely check out Sheets. It's Sheets with a Z. It's basically, I would describe it like a luxury gas station. Okay. It sounds mood. literally terrible. So it's it's basically like an elevated Wawa if you've been there. Like Wawa's are in like New the New Jersey, like Pennsylvania area. They just have like made to order food. So they're basically like delis as mm-hmm. well. Like you go in, you like place your order on like a touch screen and you can like literally customize Love everything that, about it. I thought I loved Wawa, but Sheets is like a whole nother game. They have so much like to eat. There's such a variety. They ha- they also have like cold brews you can get like milkshakes slushies like literally they have alcohol so good like they literally sell everything so it's just like every snack you would want like they have their like name brand like iced teas are amazing i was like oh my god i like literally could go here every day and they're open 24 hours seven days a week i didn't know that so i could literally stumble in at like 2 a.m and like order myself like fucking mozzarella sticks or some shit (laughs) And it's literally iconic. So yeah, if you haven't been there, if you're ever in the like the PA area, you should definitely go. I only know because my boyfriend is moving there for grad school and he has one with like, I think it's like a less than five minute drive from his apartment. So I will be hitting that up on the reg when I go to visit him. Also wanted to say, because you brought up the topic of moving, uh, I recently got a listener request to do an episode about long distance dating 
or just long distance relationships in general whether that be friendships or anything yeah so well i'm very newly long distance um literally still hasn't happened this is like the last week basically where he's like within like relative driving distance Mm -hmm. after this week he will be like at least like four and a half hours away it's probably gonna be more like five like maybe over that so I'm not going to be able to see him as much as I'd like, sadly. But I think it'll be good because it, like, makes us appreciate our time together more. And I can also do stuff for myself and, like, hang out with my friends. And, like, Thank it'll God. be fun. But um, what are you loving this week, Erin? Well, I'm loving this week. <sighs> I'm embarrassed to say this, but I'm honestly not. It's sleeping on the couch. That's not embarrassing in the slightest. It has been super hot. So ever yeah. since then, I've been sleeping on the couch because our living room, you guys, I was going to say, if you guys didn't know, but obviously you guys have not been here. Our living room is so small. And so we have the, like this AC unit and it's super powerful. And so it gets like frigid in there. And so I sleep with it like on high and I just sleep so good on the couch. And I literally don't think I'm ever going to go back to my room. For legal reasons, this is a joke. But sometimes when I'm working, I will take a quick little nap. <laughs> Because I work from home, if you guys didn't know, and I usually work in the living room. Haha, ha, this is a joke, but I maybe or maybe or may not have taken naps. It's so comfortable. It's because so comfortable. Our bed is, I mean, our bed. <laughs> our bed it's literally in our bed. bed. Our I, I work from- there, Aaron sleeps there. <laughs> I'm like, we literally don't even go in our bedroom. It's a real anymore. Renaissance bed. No. But Renaissance couch. But our couch is from Ikea, and it's basically like you pull it out, and it like... T- technically makes it into like a trundle bed almost it literally just, like, is the bed it's like a pull-out bed it's like the sides of a full bed when it's like all stretched out and it's just so comfortable and i bring like my super thin comforter and i literally have the time of my fucking life and like just oh my god i literally am just so relaxed there but it's bad now because then then whenever megan i will like watch something like last week we were watching something on the couch and i literally blacked out like two minutes because i'm like this is my bed now <laughs> you're, you're like conditioned i have to like train myself not oh to immediately fall asleep so yeah i'm working on that but i just love sleeping on the couch i don't know i feel like i have to switch my room up i might like rotate my bed or something i love doing that so if you need help hit my line no i know like my room so obviously you guys wouldn't know this as well but like my bed it's like pressed up against the wall so it's almost like a day bed but it's been like that we've lived in this apartment for three years sadly that i'm this is 100 our last year in this apartment yes but it might be time for a change so i've been thinking about it Maybe I'll just rip off the band-aid this weekend when I'm alone. Yeah, just, like, deep clean everything and yeah. then, like, rip everything apart. That's so therapeutic, honestly. Yeah. But, yeah, now that we've started talking about this segment and it's over and done with, we're going to get into this week's topic, cancel culture. We're getting into the meat, the juice, the, the tenderloins. I hate it. I hate that word. Yeah, but so I thought we'd start off with, like, a little, you know, definition. Like, what is cancel culture? Who is she? Cancel culture or call-out culture is a modern form of ostracism in which someone is thrust out of social or professional circles, whether it be online, on social media, or in person. Those subject to this ostracism are said to have been, quote, canceled. Yeah, I, I mean, personally for me, I feel like cancel culture isn't something like has been something that I've only really heard about in like the past few years, like maybe the past like decade or so. I mean, obviously we haven't been. I'm only 23, so yeah. I mean, like we haven't been here like really long, but like I don't know. I remember like little glimpses of it. It's so crazy to just see like the effect that it has on society, especially in like pop culture and like in other aspects too. I would say it's more of like a wildfire or like a domino effect, where yeah. like it's literally 
in every single aspect like it's in politics it's in entertainment it's in sports like it's literally it's in like religion like it's in, yeah. it's infiltrated every single aspect of our society so i think it's like come to the point where like we need to like address this mm-hmm. so i guess we could talk a little bit about how like cancel culture started so it's essentially a response to the lack of political correctness kind of like meg already said that there's so many instances where people have not been politically correct and it's caused people to kind of like strike back against that correcting them but also sometimes when it comes to cancel culture in my opinion i feel like cancel culture only really arises when it's like maybe they've made multiple mistakes even after Mm -hmm. being like reminded because obviously like you make one mistake okay like maybe there's room for growth room for improvement but i feel like if you're just like continuing the cycle you're just not gonna go anywhere yeah i feel like after a certain point there's like a threshold and then a cliff and if you've pushed yourself off the threshold you're gonna fall off the cliff exactly basically like we kind of think that it started from like the public particularly like marginalized communities so whether it be like women or people of color you know whatever the case is wanting meaningful accountability for public figures who typically answer to no one so like i usually think of like a politician in this sense Mm -hmm. or like maybe like a super famous celebrity um and then a lot of the time people would still hold their positions or have power despite wrongdoing and so the act of canceling someone or something is a fight against complacency because you're really holding someone to a, a set of morals and values instead of like letting them abuse their power no because i feel like that's something too it's like i always think about like the bystander effect and everything mm-hmm. where a lot of times after like somebody's doing something wrong or something bad is happening and often if you see a large group of people being complacent like standing back you're just gonna want to be a bystander and just like watch everything happen although cancel culture kind of has like a negative connotation to it in some instances it can be more of a positive thing and see that like large groups of people are actually like standing up against something and not being complacent that makes any sense no it's really nice to see people like come together and like fight for a common cause especially when everything feels so divisive right now Mm kind of like we said cancel culture is also almost political when you think about it Mm -hmm. it's not really it doesn't really only come down to like pop culture moments or Mm -hmm. like youtube celebrities like cancel culture is really a product of free speech censorship and political correctness And you really see previews of cancel culture during the civil rights movement when people boycotted things in places. So that's kind of crazy when you think about, like, different places that were, like, segregated. Or Mm -hmm. when you think about even, like, the school systems and stuff like that. Like, people that completely stopped going to different organizations and people that stopped going to different institutions just because they didn't believe in like what they were standing for yeah and that, like, like and that can like obviously it, like it has harmful effects on the person or institution being canceled as well which we'll get to later yeah like that makes me think of like rosa parks mm-hmm. after she was arrested for refusing to get off the bus like people were boycotting the bus yeah and, and obviously like the bus was still like in motion like still good doing its routes but like th- it still makes an impact yeah and like the refusal to go on i feel like is an early form of like cancel culture yeah but this has gone back hundreds if not thousands of years you know like you've seen like peasant rebellions and shit like that the french revolution like i feel like like the royal family being canceled back then being literally beheaded that is the ultimate cancel culture is (laughs) that being beheaded food for thought is the salem witch trials 
cancel culture honestly yeah they're like canceling yeah. these, these, these girls that they these think random are witches. bitches they're like oh she did witchcraft and they're like time to cancel her aka throw her to the world oh, she looked at me the wrong way um oh i actually saw her brewing potions in the middle of the night literally me yeah wow. so there can there are a lot of historical events honestly could be like viewed or portrayed as like canceling someone or could, something could not think about it like that no i know it's crazy i just did the civil rights movement because i feel like that's like historical but it's also like recent enough where like people would know the history without like having to do too much research in essence it really is like a debate between whether something is forgivable or not and like we all know that people have different tolerances to like what they can forgive and what they can't yeah so like i'm more one of those people that like it takes me a lot to forgive someone yeah but when i do like i don't forget what happened so there are people like me there are other people that are super quick to forgive and then there are other people that just never forgive so i feel like you're kind of on like either one end of the spectrum or like somewhere in between yeah kind of a real life example recently that makes me kind of think about this where it comes to like forgiveness it's also i feel it's important to recognize that a lot of the times the apology might not be like directed towards you like Mm -hmm. it could be directed towards the black community or the asian community anything like that even like the lgbtq plus community uh i think about that account uh so you want to talk about Mm -hmm recently came i mean has been under fire for a while but basically the name is really similar to a book so you want to talk about race by a black author Mm -hmm. and so the account owner for so you want to talk about changed their account to so informed Informed, yeah Yeah, and so they recently changed it and they put out a whole apology and people were like i don't think you need to apologize but everyone in the comments was like you need to realize that like this isn't apology for you it's an apology like for the black community and especially for this author yeah no i appreciate like because, I mean, I've I've definitely gotten a lot of my, like, news from that account. It's famous for calling out people and talking about social justice issues. So, I'm happy that the account owner held themselves to the same standard that yeah. they do to everyone else and apologized and fixed it. I think that's really, like, the best solution that you can have to cancel culture is someone realizing what they've done and just, like, trying to fix it. It's just hard because it's, like, obviously she did, like, three different posts apologizing, like, changed Mm -hmm. her name, talked about, like, future action steps. But even, like, in the situation where it's, like, somebody has seemingly done all that they can, it even worries me that, like, if she'll be able to, like, get back to, like, where she was. Yeah, exactly. And kind of playing off of that a little bit honestly social media really just plays a big part in whether like just the rise of cancel culture Mm -hmm. especially with hashtags like me too the me too movement which we're gonna get into right now and especially like i just said with this whole account like people can comment things people can share things people can send you like hate mail emails anything like that i feel like social media makes it easier than ever to like embarrass yourself or like fuck up on a public scale exactly and it's really hard to come back from yeah because like the internet is forever as our parents used to love to remind us yeah and you know like there's always going to be a trail yeah you see a lot now at least like i mean i probably more with like celebrities and like youtube like youtubers people going back into like the archives from like 2008 yeah and finding like problematic shit that they've done and then like trying to cancel them like decades later like 
I you saw that with like Jenna Marbles. Like mm-hmm. she was a huge like one of the original YouTubers and like she people went back and found like problematic shit and like she apologized and then was like okay like I'm going off YouTube. So yeah. like that was really like the first one that I've seen like of that nature but it happens all the time like people find like YouTubers and like now just celebrity tweets and shit like that from back in the day. Exactly. So, but um back to the me too movement so i know you guys have heard about that but in case you don't necessarily know like the history of it we're gonna talk about it so i think me too has definitely a negative connotation um especially when it comes to like feminism and like quote hating men that's not what it is um it was never about getting men fired it's about holding people accountable and also it's like a safe place where people can share their like traumatic experiences mm-hmm. so it first started when activist tarana burke started the me too campaign more than 10 years ago so she's like that was a while ago it's yeah. been around for a long time but her goal was to spread a message for survivors that you were heard and you were understood which i think is so important actress Alyssa milano who is literally a queen yeah um she helped kick off the current phase of the movement and she wanted to give people a sense of the magnitude of the problem so essentially like how it started is like someone would say something about their sexual assault and then like other people would respond and say like hashtag me too and like mm-hmm. share their stories so it was just like a really powerful like cathartic conversation that like strangers were having on the internet but it was so publicized yeah i feel like this is really important too that we're talking about this now like i never really realized and didn't really hit me but isn't august sexual assault awareness month yeah actually yeah so it's i I don't know it makes me think especially with talking about like me too and everything but honestly really as they made clear me too has always been about it's really just about raising awareness of the prevalence of like the impact of sexual violence and it's really all about like creating change like Max said it wasn't all just about getting people fired it was really just about like creating that solidarity because obviously when you're a victim of sexual violence or the sexual harassment anything like that like you do feel like you're alone and I feel like a majority of the Me Too movement obviously you see a lot of it like with celebrities and popular people like get coming after like harvey weinstein and people like that who have been in the industry for decades it was crazy to see like the the, like similar experiences that people had yeah no it's honestly just it's it's hard to absorb but i feel like we need to because obviously everyone can get anyone can get sexually assaulted harassed like no matter your gender age yeah how you identify anything like that but if you're a woman you 1000 percent sometime in your life have had something happen to you whether someone was checking you out maybe when you were younger or maybe even now or you've been catcalled or you've been grabbed or just maybe you've had like an actual like sexual assault like whatever it is like we need to talk about it yeah And so Me Too is just basically like a movement of survivors and like most importantly their supporters and it's just it takes a lot of courage for them to come forward and like the purpose is to just try and end sexual violence and harassment and like just bring as much attention to it as possible because it we like people have been silent for too long. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Now, obviously we both know the importance of cancel culture and just like really what it is in the Me Too movement, but we are also students of AP US history. And so we know the importance of when you are trying to persuade someone and prove your point, you also have to talk about the synthesis. So you have to talk about the criticisms of cancel culture as well. One major criticism coming from our ex-president, Mr. Trump, Quote, the goal of cancel culture is to make decent Americans live in fear of being fired, expelled, shamed, humiliated, and driven from society as we know it. Okay, so I understand what he's saying. Yeah. I don't agree with that being the goal. No. I think that is like... A consequence. Yeah, a consequence of cancel culture. Like, it disrupts your life. It can turn people against you. You might lose your job. You might lose your family. Like, you know, whatever the case will like will be but in some cases it is warranted and i think like it is deserves yeah i mean Um, we literally got on camera him saying grab her by the pussy and then he became president so it's not always effective yeah it, it that's the thing it's not always effective and you know like he i feel like donald trump is like a perfect example of someone like being quote canceled like so many times but like coming back he's basically just like a cockroach i was gonna say he's literally a cockroach that like just won't die yeah i think he's like a perfect example but i again i understand what he's saying but i don't agree with the message yeah so personally at least i don't neither do i one major major criticism that i feel like you see a lot is that cancel culture can be too quick to judge I know that you know the term like bandwagoning, but like you hear one person ganging up on someone else and then everyone else joins in. It can kind of just be like a tumble effect like Mm -hmm. that. So I understand that. And then also like people just come to conclusions too quickly without doing research. Like an example of this was like the black tile on Instagram a couple years ago when like the Black Lives Matter thing was starting and like everyone was posting black tiles without knowing that like it was drowning out black resources and like it wasn't amplifying like um black voices which is like the whole point of it so you know people just do things because they see other people doing it and because it's popular it might not necessarily be for the right reasons even like the dumbest shit i literally think of like last summer when we heard all about well i guess like the fall time or whatever when we heard all about olivia rodrigo and Mm -hmm. joshua bassett and sabrina carpenter and like they're literally like late teens early 20s like they're literally kids and everybody was like oh my god like olivia wrote this song about josh and about sabrina and like they were literally both getting death threats and it's like we don't know the whole story like people were literally jumping down their throats even like stupid stuff like that like people just love to bandwagon and be like honestly at the end of the day people just want to belong to something whether it's like haters or whether it's like a group of like sympathizers or something like that like people want to like belong to a group and so like even if they're on the wrong side of cancel culture like they just want to be a part of something and i think we've definitely seen a higher prevalence of this with the pandemic because people are looking for misery loves company yeah literally people are looking for something to belong to especially because they might not be getting the social stimulation that they're used to Mm -hmm. and also i feel like there's a lot more pent-up rage and anger and they're misdirecting it on people online and like you know it's so easy to say whatever you want online there's like little to no consequences so 
yeah, I think that's probably where you most see, like, cancel cultures and, like, comment sections. I agree. Another criticism of cancel culture is people say that it's too sensitive and that you can't make jokes anymore and you can't say anything anymore. I kind of have a lot of thoughts about this because, for example, I think back to, like, South Park and how I think South Park is so funny. But I'm like, if South Park was happening now, like, this would not fly. And obviously, like, I know one criticism of the new Gossip Girl, I have yet to see it, but a lot of people were like, oh my god, they're trying to be too woke or, like, trying too hard to, like, fit in and just, like, make all of these woke jokes. I don't know. I don't really think... I th- think sometimes, like, things can go a little bit over the top. At the same time, like we're just desensitized i feel like to how like racist some of the shit we can say actually is or how like homophobic or sexist or any of this stuff we say and so we're like oh my god you're being so sensitive but when you really step back and think about it like we're literally just like programmed or like brainwashed to be like oh my god this is funny but like is it really it's so ingrained in our culture and honestly i think you should be thankful when someone points it out to you yeah Um, I don't agree with people, like, bullying you, saying, like, oh, my God, like, you know, being obviously, like, verbally abusive, calling out. I think it should be done in a certain way that's, like, respectful, but also, like, hey, you know, like, you probably shouldn't say that because of, like, X, Y, Z or whatever. I know that people have, like, a tendency to be defensive. Like, I totally get that. Like, if someone's criticizing me, like, I sometimes am defensive. Yeah. That's a normal response. But when it's something like this... When you're offending someone else or a group of people, um, you might not realize it until someone brings it to your attention. So you need to just, like, even if you don't agree with it, like, I mean, if someone's calling you out, you probably should agree with it. But, like, just absorb the information, like, say thank you and just, like, be over, like, just, you know, move on and, like, try to correct what you're doing and make sure it doesn't happen again. It doesn't need to be, like, a whole spectacle. Yeah. Um, Just, like... But if someone has the courage to, like, say something to you, or if you have the courage to say someone else, like, you know, you should just be receptive of it. Some people see, like, cancel culture as a form of harassment because people can be, like, attacked in the court of public opinion without proof. I do get that because, honestly, the court of public opinion is really scary. Um, Yeah, and I feel like people are so... Like, honestly, it's what literally in the Constitution, like, you have a right to a fair trial. Yeah. A lot of these people aren't being put through court cases or maybe, like, they won't be for years. Yeah. But the court of public opinion has already decided that these people are guilty. It's it's almost like a witch hunt effect mm-hmm. where someone's like, oh, like, someone did this and then everyone joins in and, like, hates on that person. Yeah. Which I get is, like, scary, especially, like, if you didn't actually do it. Um, but you know, like not for, it's not for like, not a good reason. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's probably a serious accusation. It like deserves to be looked at. Yeah. I don't know. It's just scary. I mean, we're going to talk more about like famous examples in a little bit, but like you think about Johnny Depp and like how Mm -hmm. Ebony was like in court of public opinion, fuck him. He's done. Like he's an abuser. And then it turns out that it was actually the opposite way around. Yeah. And like he lost out on movies because of it and like was completely ostracized. yeah, Yeah. His reputation is like shit now and like nobody even like has any like trust for him or like even cares you know yeah so now there's like actually proof that like it was amber heard being abusive doing all that stuff and so it just shows that like yes you should take concerns seriously but that doesn't necessarily mean that there aren't two sides to the story and that 
the other person doesn't deserve to be heard. Yeah. Even though it can be hard sometimes, especially if, like, the proof is, like, pretty damning. Constitutionally, the person deserves to, like, have a say and present their case. Exactly. And the last criticism that we have is that conservative media really just generates fear around cancel culture, kind of like Donald Trump was already trying to do. And it actually takes away from, which honestly actually takes away from the social issues and places blame on liberals, which is not true. Like, cancel culture doesn't isn't political in that sense where it's like, oh, only liberals cancel people, you know? I think, no, but if you watch, like, conservative media. Yeah. Like... All they say is like, oh, these liberal, all these snowflakes, snowflakes yeah. like all this shit. It's like very derogatory towards liberals and like leftists. So I think like I, I tr- really try not to watch conservative media, yeah. but like that is the typical rhetoric that you see is them saying like, oh, you can't do anything. You can't make any jokes. You're yeah. going to be canceled. So, yeah, that's definitely like a criticism of it. People feel like they can't. Like, it's harming free speech, but, you know, there is essentially a limit to free speech, so. Mm -hmm. So, what's your opinion on cancel culture? At the Love You Needed podcast, we are stands of accountability culture, which I think is, like, a less crazy form of cancel culture. I think it's more appropriate. Yeah. Because I feel like cancel culture is... It's more realistic. Yeah, it's, it's just... It's so quick to judge. You're so quick to throw people under the bus. But accountability mm-hmm. culture is like, to me, that means someone coming forward, making a public and private apology, saying the steps that they're going to take, and then actually doing those things and learning from it. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times we only see some of those steps. So you might see a public apology. I know you've seen YouTubers with like yeah. their hoodies up crying. I'm sorry. Doing apology videos. And then like they take a couple months off and they come back like nothing happened. Yeah. Um, I can't swing my tits without seeing that happen. No. So um, it is super prevalent. But in an ideal world the person would actually learn from their mistakes and not do it again. Yeah, like in our world, I feel like cancel culture, while we're kind of like 50-50 on this, while cancel culture is all like great and amazing, like, oh, someone fucked up, they don't change, and they lose their jobs or like lose the power that they have over other people, while that's all fine and great, like it rarely happens. And so I feel like kind of a good meeting ground like my kind of said is this accountability culture where you're being held accountable like change is being made and yeah there also needs to be room for growth yeah because like i do believe that like people fuck up well even now like that makes me think of like the vaccine like there's so many people that since like covid has obviously been getting really bad again have been like i was anti-vax for a while and now i'm getting vaccinated Mm -hmm. like i see the error of my ways and like i don't want to be like fuck you like you should have been you should have gotten it this whole time like you should still give people the area to grow yeah it really depends on like who they're surrounding themselves with and like what they consume and stuff like that so you really have to just like almost just be gracious and like patient with people because 
like they don't always have the same opportunities or information that you've had yeah um so i think it's important to like educate people but i don't think you should be chastising people for not knowing things because at some point you were ignorant about it too exactly but now we're gonna get into the juicy part of this episode (laughs) so we're gonna talk shit um we're gonna talk about famous examples of controversial people that have been canceled quote unquote or like people have tried to cancel them yeah because i feel like obviously we can talk our like your ears off all night long about cancel culture and like what it is but like you really only comprehend when it is when like you get some real life examples so the first one we have is andrew cuomo if you're not in the u.s andrew cuomo is the governor of new york so each state has a governor and obviously new york like having new york city that's like a very big leader in our country i think and like you heard a lot about him throughout the pandemic and like his father was like a three-term governor like he grew up in the governor's mansion a lot of legacy yeah a lot of legacy like there's a whole ass like bridge named after his father like this man is like literally ingrained into new york especially like new york city Mm -hmm. and so while i'm not shocked that this happened because i just I feel like after all of this, I just assume the worst of everybody. Yeah. And nothing really surprises me anymore. There have been 11 women that have come forward saying that he has sexually harassed slash assaulted them. So when I first heard that, I was like, okay, like my first instinct was like, okay, fuck this guy. Like, but I was like, okay, also like let them conduct the report. So they conducted the report and they found it to be like very on point. And like there was like facts backing it up. And so, um, he basically, he resigned, but, like, he also was, like, basically, like, fired slash, like, pushed out. And this, like, just happened a couple days ago, and it's, like, a big deal. Especially because I feel like a lot of, I guess, more, like, conservative figures are typically canceled. But I also, like, I don't enjoy it, but I appreciate the fact that, like, fellow liberals like joe biden and other people are like calling him out and like members of his own party are holding him accountable which i think is really important well like it makes me sad but i saw a post on instagram too that really kind of like shook me because it made me think and it was like you're not a real advocate for sexual violence if you don't like if it only applies to one side like if you're only like oh i only want to cancel republicans or i only want to cancel like conservative people when I'm a Democrat, pretty liberal, like, you have to hold the same people on your side accountable, too. Obviously, it's, there's not sides, but it's, like, the same people, like, on like in your camp accountable as well. Yeah, like, am I loyal to my party, which is the Democratic Party? Yes. But am I going to hold them to the same standards that I would to a Republican? Absolutely. Yeah. It goes both ways. Like, I, I think that they should, like impeach him and stuff like that like you know he should get jail time and stuff like like because i don't know i just think like if if that report which the attorney attorney general did so it's obviously like verified and stuff like that it wasn't like a bullshit thing like if they actually had findings of it then i think definitely he deserves the consequences i agree Next famous example we have is Harvey Weinstein. Oh, a thousand percent. Uh, everybody Not- here, he's literally like, he's literally the founding father of the Me Too movement. <laughs> like, if you guys don't know who he is, he's basically this huge movie producer. You've definitely seen 
hundreds of movies that he's produced really big like movie executive huge guy uh just years decades of rape allegations sexual assault allegations i think he went to prison right yeah it's literally like they have him on tape like doing yeah and like him and like confessing so honestly and it really just like even like really famous people like rose mcgowan and like grant like uh gwyneth paltrow have like come forward and said that they've had experiences with him so really just a horrible guy and i honestly really just like shook the movie industry i would highly recommend reading ronan farrow's book catch and kill i actually listened to the audiobook and it's really good and he was the one that really uncovered this whole thing and so he talks about interviewing people everything that he had to go through and so it's a really great read i listened to it on my library app libby the next one we have is kevin spacey if you guys didn't know about that this actually shook me a lot because he was like one of my favorite actors loved house of cards like i've watched a bunch of movies he's been in he's really talented obviously like didn't know about him being like literal rapist to little boys so that was very like disturbing yes i do think that like he deserves everything that's coming to him yeah there's not a lot to say about that but the next one we have is bill cosby i feel like literally everybody heard about this it was literally like dozens and dozens and dozens of women coming forward which once again literally with so many people on this list like obviously you have so many like celebrities and people that you like trust almost that are like almost members of your family because you've been watching them on tv for so long so to kind of have this come out and see all of these women come forward was really sad but just another person who fell victim to cancel culture he's so gross yeah (laughs) so creepy the next one we have is actually another bill uh it's bill o'reilly he was a fox news anchor and there was a bunch of allegations of sexual assault against him fox was actually like covering everything up they had like numerous hr reports a bunch of women had come forward there's actually a movie about this called bombshell it's fantastic highly recommend it has like a really like all-star cast Mm -hmm. tb but it's a really good movie that like goes in depth and it's like a reenactment of like everything that happened so so good yeah another one this one kind of shook me so david dobrik he's somebody that's been followed by kind of a lot of scandal for like a really long time but recently over the past few months it came out that he took part in the like a sexual assault and a sexual harassment of like one of his friends and there's just like a lot of drama coming out and i know he had to like step down from dispo which is his company i don't know if he still has a hand in it but I don't know. It was just like really crazy. And he took a really long break from YouTube. He put an apology video up, of course. I know he's come back since with vlogs. So don't really know how he's going with that, which is kind of a common theme with a lot of people, especially when it comes to like internet celebrities. They're canceled, quote unquote, but they eventually make their comeback. We're seeing this again with who else but Jeffree Star. Every Um, week. Every week he's still making fucking videos. Yes, I think he should be canceled. Um, he has a history of like problematic shit mm-hmm. if you don't know um, you should probably look it up because it's like a honestly like a laundry list I would highly recommend watching D'Angelo Wallace's video yes. about Jeffree Star he had one up about James Charles and uh, Tati but they've both been taken down but he has one up about Jeffree Star and it's just like really informative and talks a lot about like his past so I would highly recommend also so going off of that James Charles um, I do think he should be cancelled there's honestly like a lot of like evidence of him like being creepy especially honestly if there's any allegations of pedophilia 
Especially, like, recently, like, like more stuff's come out. I like, take that shit seriously Yeah. when children are involved. Um, and, like, a lot of, like, other celebrities and stuff have said things. So, while it's definitely not, like, proven, I he's made comments and stuff before, like, on video. Yeah. And other things, like, like the way he behaves, I definitely, like, could see him doing that. So, I don't think that, like... He should have a platform. I agree with YouTube not monetizing his videos. Mm-hmm. I also agree with, like, Morphe dropping him yeah. as, like, a partner. So, like, I appreciate that, like, there have been consequences to his actions, but I don't think that he should be able to use the platform. I agree as well. Next one up is Woody Allen. This is an old reliable and old classic. <laughs> Woody Allen, if you guys didn't know, he's actually Ronan Farrow's dad. So, and Ronan Farrow, like I mentioned before, is the one that wrote the book about Harvey Weinstein. He actually talks a lot about his dad in the book because his dad allegedly assaulted his sister, Dylan. And also, if you guys didn't know, his wife, Mia Farrow, from, like, Rosemary's Baby, all of that, she had an adopted daughter, Sunni. I think her name was Sunni, Mm -hmm. and he basically went on to divorce Mia and marry her daughter, and they're still married to this day. So, he just has a lot of controversial stuff in his past. I know he's been canceled a bunch, but he's still making films. He released a film a few years ago with Selena Gomez and Timothy Chalamet, so. The next one we have is none other than 45, um, Donald Trump. I think he should have been canceled long before he came into office, but here we are. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that America decided to cancel him on the 2020 ballot. Yeah. Thank you for that. Hopefully he does come back. It's literally a cockroach. Um, I hope he gets tied up in legal fees. Also, he has to go to court for various sexual assault cases and um, also like tax evasion things. So, you know what? He'll he'll get his he'll get his his one comeuppance. Day. Yep. Hopefully, he'll be too busy attesting those and he won't <laughs> be able to show up to the race. Exactly. Next one we have is Trisha Paytas. Everybody knows she's a troll. She's just done so many controversial things. I don't really know if she should necessarily be canceled. I really think she's like a shitty person and she's obviously been like a bitch in the past. But like, I don't really think she's done anything like. I mean, she compared herself to a chicken nugget, and she's definitely done a lot of really controversial stuff, but. Like, I think she does it for more, like, a com- like a comedic, like, satirical approach. Yeah. Like, and she also, like, I'm keeping in mind that she has mental health issues. Yeah. So, I don't necessarily think that she should be canceled, but, like, she definitely needs to be, like, educated. Yeah. And, um... Education, for sure. Yeah, education, for sure. <laughs> the next one we have is Shane Dawson. Um, yes, Literally I think. belongs to the streets. Yes, I think he should be canceled. Um, the whole thing with his cat was really off-putting. Again, anything with pedophilia or animals, like, you literally belong to the streets. Um, yeah, he also has, similar to Jeffree Star, he he's said a lot of problematic things. There's, like, l- literal tapes of him saying the N-word, like, hard R. Like, joking about like, being poor when he's, like, in a mansion wearing, yeah, like, Gucci. Yeah, like, he's, he's just, like, not a he's good He's just person. an atrocious person. And, like, yeah. the jokes he makes, like, he's made sexual jokes about, like, his little cousin. Like, I think D'Angelo has a video about him, too. But I don't know if he's taken it down since. But, yeah, he's just, like, I, I just can't. 
Next one that we have is Alex Cooper versus Sophia. If you guys didn't know, the Caller Daddy podcast. We talked about it when this happened last summer, which is mm-hmm. crazy that it's been like over a year. But basically, the Caller Daddy podcast. It was Alex Cooper and Sophia Franklin, and they divorced. They're no longer a podcast together. But it was really a difficult situation. I don't really. Th- I don't think either of them should be canceled. But for a while, like everybody was canceling Sophia because Alex was the only one speaking. Now they all both have their own podcast, and they seem to both be thriving. But It's just crazy how, like, people can, like, quickly turn on one person and, like, favor the other. Yeah, like, I found myself, like, siding with Alex when I hadn't even heard Sophia's perspective. And then, like, when I heard Sophia's, I think I'm definitely, like, more on Sophia's side. So am I. But I, again, like, there are two sides. There's two sides to every story, and then there's a truth. So there's probably some sort of middle ground where that's true. But, like... I don't agree with the bullying that Alex Cooper did um, and also Barstool Sports and Dave Portnoy. So, like, they literally had a smear campaign. They were selling merch and profiting off of bullying Sophia. So, I don't think that's cool. Honestly, I think Dave Portnoy should be canceled. Um, He said a lot of problematic shit. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, neither of them deserves to be canceled. But, like, it was just, like, a good example of how, like, quick things can catch on. And, like, Sophia was literally suicidal and, like, was getting death threats and stuff. So, there is, like, a very dark side to, like being canceled and she went through that the next one we have um are the kardashians so they are obviously all very controversial um for various reasons but what do you think um i don't think they should be canceled i think they're very problematic and like honestly pretty toxic but yeah like i know a lot of people like they did an interview recently where like i think it was like the reunion of like this series finale of like keeping up with the kardashians andy cohen asked them like do you find yourself like responsible for setting the beauty standard like in this country and like kim kind of rushed it off and said like oh like we work really hard for our looks and stuff but like obviously they get procedures done we saw that with kylie where she lied about getting her lips done and then she ended up coming out and saying, yeah, I, like, you know what, I did. But videos of them, like, getting liposuction and, like, doing all this shit. And, like, obviously they have, like, BBLs and stuff, which is fine. Like, but own up to it and, like, own up to your part in creating a beauty standard. Yeah. And, you know, like, just because you do it doesn't mean other people have to do it. But, like... No, exactly. It's just, yeah, I think owning up to it and saying, yeah, you know what, like, I have had work done. Way more important than, like, people... And then, then them being like, oh, yeah, no, like, it's natural. I just work out and, like, yeah, drink no. water. We don't believe have good that. jeans. Like, no, you don't. Okay. There are before and after pictures. You're cute jeans. Yeah. Oh, my God, you're cute jeans. So, yeah, I don't think they should be canceled, but, like, I definitely think that, like, they need to own up to the shit that they do because they have so much influence next one that we have is michael jackson always on weird vibes from him i don't really know if he should necessarily be canceled a lot of stuff from his past but i don't know what do you think obviously i know he has like he had like a traumatizing upbringing and stuff so like that is definitely like probably part of the issue do kind of think he should be canceled just because of the allegations of pedophilia Oh, I forgot about the whole, yeah, um, that documentary. Also, like, he did dangle his child over a railing. Yeah. Like, a, a, a newborn baby. Um, so, like, obviously, like, mental issues aside, like, I do think that, like, he's done some pretty crappy stuff. So, I do think he should be canceled. Like, 
I don't think, like, obviously he's a very talented person, but, like, I don't think that they should play his music and stuff, like, out of respect to, like, what he's done. So, I don't know. It's hard, though, because he's not here to, like, defend himself. Exactly. So, and, like, people, obviously, like, our parents' age and stuff, like, they grew up listening to him, Mm -hmm. and he's, like, such an icon, but, like, to us, like, to me, he's always sort of been, like, a problematic figure, so... I don't have a problem canceling him, but next one we have is Bill Clinton. Yes, I think he should be canceled. Elaborate. Okay, but he literally like had an affair with like barely like a 19 year old and he was well into his 40s. True. That's really gross. Um, I mean, like that's hot. He also lied under oath and said that nothing happened. Um, So yeah, I do think he should be canceled and he's had like a lot, a number of like scandals in the past whether it's going to jeffrey epstein's island like his rape island or like a shit like that like other people have said that he's made like gross comments and stuff like that so i just i think he should be canceled i'm really excited for the american crime story yeah i think that'll be good yeah it's gonna be based around like monica Lewinsky, and it's with beanie feldstein and i love her i know it's gonna be so good oh so cute Next one we have is Prince Charles and the royal family as a whole. <laughs> Low-key, I feel like they should be canceled. I hate them. But really? also, they're so iconic. Literally, except for Prince Harry. Yeah. All of them. All, all of them can choke. Yeah. <laughs> Prince Harry and Diana, they just have the same energy. I don't know what it is, but, like, he literally reminds me so much of his mom. And I really do think they were, like, victims in their situation. Yeah. And that, like, the whole institution is, like, super racist and, like, problematic. And, like, it just shouldn't be a thing anymore. Especially after, like, the smear campaign that Meghan Markle had to deal oh with. Oh, my God. That was just fucked up. For so, what? Yes, I think they should be canceled. The next one I have is Jeff Bezos. Absolutely, fucking lutely he should be canceled. Jeffrey Bezos. Um, that song by Bo Burnham on, should Jeffrey, not be canceled can though. Pave the way, put, put your back, back into it. it. He just is like his I- his lazy eye alone should be reason to cancel <laughs> him. Um, no, but he just is like a shitty person. I don't agree with the way he like ran his company or treated his employees. Like people literally couldn't go to the bathroom. That's yeah. fucked up. That's like slave labor. So yes, I think he should be canceled. I agree. Next up is my favorite, Hillary Baldwin. Ilaria? Uh, yeah, also known as Ilaria. Uh, basically, Alec Baldwin's wife. She lied about and saying, was saying that she was Latina, but she was not. She's, she's like, yeah, from I'm Boston. from Boston. She's like, I'm from Espana. And yeah. I'm like, girl, you're literally from Massachusetts. She's but. like, yeah, I really identified with it. So, like, I'm from there. Yes, um, I think she should be canceled. You can't. It's like that lady Rachel Dolezal or whatever. Oh my god, that was like yeah. That I'm pretended like, to be black and she's she like, was like racially fluid. She was literally like head of the NAACP or some shit, <laughs> and, and she, she was, was like this random white woman enjoying culture, appropriating culture, and then just full blown like, like stealing, stealing culture. And like if you're stealing culture, that's fucked up. So, yeah. and the last one we have is Da Baby, or as he is now known, Da Abortion. I can't. You guys might know him from that song Love that he did with Dua Lipa. He had like a My literal two, a two minute, ver- like a two second verse. It's the loop. Um, honestly, what else has he done? Dua Lipa and the baby. Like what? Like, I don't even know any of his other know. shit. He's irrelevant. 
but he is canceled because he made mad comments about the lgbtq community and then stood by them yeah and yeah literally he was like questioned about it and he was like i i said what i said you know, and he was like did i stutter uh, yeah so he is effectively canceled um and yeah yeah in my humble opinion Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I'm really tired, so I think it's time to go to bed. But I really hoped you guys enjoyed, like I said. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and click the links and donate to the podcast and rate and review and read Malibu Rising. And we will see you guys next Monday. Love you, mean it. Love you, mean it.